All right. We're, we're, we're going to do something very special today. What? How many married couples are here? Let's see your hands. Okay. Okay, good. We've been married. We're going to be married for 37 years. Wow. wow. This coming February 14. So, yeah. you know, even if you're not married, you're planning to get married. Like my granddaughter, she's 15, and she, she's already telling me, uh, Abuela, she called me Abuela. The other one, she called Grandma. She calls me Abuela. He said, Abuela, when I finish my university, I want to become a lawyer. I'm going to get married. I want to get married. So please pray for my husband. So that's what I do. I pray for Havana's husband, a godly man that loves God. Because if you love God, then you're going to honor, you're going to take care of your wife. So that's important. To pray for a godly man. That's so important. And a godly woman. That's so, so, so important. Yeah, we're praying also for uh, Alex. Alex. Alex is, you know Alex. Future wife. Yes. You know, you have uh, grandchildren. How many here have grandchildren? Oh. There's a couple of you. <laughs> well, you guys are going to have grandchildren someday. As a matter of, of fact, someday you're going to get married. You know? The only ones that don't get married are those that say, well, I'm already married to the Lord. That's a joke. That's, they're saying that because you know what I mean? They don't want to open up their lives because they haven't found nobody. That's a way to excuse themselves, saying that I'm married to Jesus Christ. Everybody's married to Jesus Christ because he is the groom, the, the groom and we are the, the church. Is uh, really the... La novia. The bride. Praise God, the bride. So uh, be open. You are going to get married. When God says it's not good for a man to be alone, that doesn't mean man as mankind. It's mean mankind, every man or woman. So he wants to get somebody beside you. That's and right. he will. Your job is to be sure that you pick the right person. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Some of you are already making me faces, you know. <laughs> I know, yeah. Well, we're going to be talking so today, today about a few points that, uh, because we're going to be 37 years. 37 years on February 14. We got married See? on February 14. Yeah, yeah. But let me tell you why. I received the Lord Jesus Christ in my heart, February 14th, 1974. I was a little girl. <laughs> were you a little girl? Yeah, I was, a, I was a little girl. Yeah, I was in my teens. Your teens. Yes, sir. Well, whatever. I, uh, I received the Lord in 1974, and I said, well, it was such an impact in my life. I was a musician, so it was a big change for me. But it was a great impact. So I said, when I get married, got to be something big. Got to be like in that date. I got married in the 14th of February. And you know what? Many years afterwards... I found this lady that she saw me and she went nuts. <laughs> and, uh, and now we're here, 37 well, years Well, you were later. praying. You were praying since you were a missionary. You were praying for a woman. Because well, I was almost 40 years old. He got married old. when he was 38. I mean, that's old. I was kind almost, of old. Not, I was not almost that old. 40 years old. But no, you were 38 when we got married. Uh, sure? Yeah, you were 38. Well, almost 40. Yeah, almost 40. You were almost 40. No way. No way. I was 24. Well, you know, you got to keep your marriage. Uh... Hi there. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about yes. this. But you, if you're single, hey, listen, this is important you for you. You are not going to be single all your life. To keep in mind, to keep in mind. 
You're not going to be single your whole life. That's right. So these are points that we have had, uh, we have kept. And I think that uh, it's a, a good month to speak about it. I put five points to maintain a solid marriage for really? your love to be unbreakable. 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 Ta -da -da -da. Because things are going to happen that you, you know, you want to quit. You want to quit. But you know what? You, you have to stand firm. You're not, gonna, you're not a quitter. You're an overcomer. And in order for you to be an overcomer is because you have to come over some things. And in marriage, things that are not good are going to happen. Things that are not pleased are going to happen. So what are you going to do? You're going to quit? No. You have to stand firm, trusting in the Lord that he will open and make a way. And, and, and you will see the light in that situation. Are you, are you waiting for any calls? No. Why do you have this here? Oh, because I like the phone. <laughs> Maybe I take a selfie at the end or, you know. <laughs> So, Hallelujah. This, so, there are many more points, but these are five that we believe that are very, very important. So, number one. Wait, 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 wait. Let's get Psalm 127, one. Put it there. Can you put it there? Psalm 127. Verse one. One. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. This is extremely, extremely important. That, it doesn't say here that we don't build. It says here that God has to build it first. But what does it mean? Well, he builds something, we build something else. He will always build the foundation. Amen. The foundation, God will build it, which is really himself. You know what I'm saying? And then we continue building. So he builds the foundation, and then comes the walls, the, the roof. We do that. We got it. In other words, we have to cultivate. We have to... Uh, bring up our marriage. We have to keep it. We have to maintain it right. after he establishes. And if we don't do it, that's why you got to keep the marriage in many aspects uh, alive. Right. You know, be careful with the uh, routine things. Same thing, same thing, same thing. You know, and uh, you, you, you got to make time for both of cultivate. you to have a chance to uh, get to closer and Correct. cultivation, right? Correct. And that's, that was something that we did since the very beginning of our marriage. We always set up a one, day, a one day a week. You know, the kids, they knew mom and dad are on a date. Yeah. We always did that. We, even when we had no money, we, we got to the beach to see the moon. We got to eat pizza. But we, me and him alone. And that is, that's important to do that. Yeah, you gotta, you know, they can, your children cannot control you, or you may, you'll be in danger of freezing your marriage. So one of the points that I have here that we believe that are very important, do not bring up past mistakes. Oh yeah, you can do that. Do not bring up past mistakes. Whatever was settled, whatever you discussed, whatever was open and was healed and was uh, restored, you don't need to bring it back again. It will not bring no benefit for you to... Uh, there are certain things that you move it too much, you start stinking. You know what I'm saying? So be careful. <laughs> because if that is gone in the past, it's gone in the past. If everything was settled, now whenever you have a situation... You cannot bring it up. Well, I knew this. I knew that. I knew the other. Why? I shouldn't have done that. I should, but you did it. Now shut up and keep on trucking. God will help you, but uh, you cannot. You know, um, my mom, my mother used to tell me I shouldn't get married. You, I shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. 
you know, the, 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 the old woman is even dead. Hey. Don't bring it up. You know what I'm saying? Just do your thing. I don't tell him what your mother was telling you 20 years ago. And whenever there's a problem, you bring out what your mother used to tell you. She's not around. He's around. Fix things. Don't bring up past mistakes. Correct. That's, That's gone. Point number two I put here. You're in number two make, already. Make a priority your personal relationship with God. Oh, yeah. Make that a priority. Your personal relationship with God. That Intimacy. is so important. Intimacy. You and God together. Intimacy. And also with as a couple. It's so important. Remember when... when our children were small, but they were little. We used to do devotionals once a week with them, like a family devotional. Yeah. We used to buy books from James Dobson. There's so many resources out there that could help you in your marriage to do small devotional. I mean, it was like 5, 10, 15 minutes the most with them. But that was so important for our family. The family that prays together, together. stay together. Yeah. So your relationship with God, make it a priority. So you have a solid marriage. The thing that you have also, the, the point here is priorities. God is God first. And uh, your family second. Not the church, your family. That's right. I mean, some people say, well, but the church. Ministry is not the, it's no. It's the church family. or ministry is, 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 is third. Family is, after God, the most important thing. And church, or the work of God, is third. The work of God is not God. God is a special relation with you and your couple. Time you have to give him an intimacy, being with him. But now the work of God, and that's one of the problems that ministers have, pastors have. We are so involved sometimes in the things in the of work, work, in the work of the Lord for God that sometimes we do not give the family the proper time. And also, the work of the Lord, the work that we do in church, cannot replace our intimacy with God. Mm -hmm. So we are working here. He's here seven days a week. Seven days. He's here every day. Saturday, he comes here to, 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 to pray. I have to pray Alone. for you. I have to pray for you. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is that the time that you work for the Lord, that does not replace your time with God, your intimacy and your relationship, and, and you develop that with the Lord. That's very important that you do that. But family is extremely important. Yes. We are not supposed to lose our family. Amen. You hear? And uh, of course, and we cannot hide in this happening to me because I was doing it for God. No, you're not doing it for God. If you're doing it for God, God give you the family. That's a priority. That's a priority. Is God, family, and then ministry. Ministry will be church for you, whatever it is. It's hard for you, you know, especially if your husband is, an, is not a believer. And then he arrives from work and you are ready to go to church. I gotta go to church. I gotta go to church. Okay, get, get, the food is there in the microwave. Just put two minutes, and, and if it's cold, put three minutes. And then, you know, uh, wash the dishes. Wash the dishes when you finish. You know, the guy, where are you going? I got to go to church. They're waiting for me. So you're going to say, okay, man. I'm leaving you. You go marry the pastor. <laughs> you, it's a, it cannot be. You cannot put the pastor or the church 
before your family. That's right. That's right. God will bless you tremendously if you keep God family church. Amen. Point number three. Try to give your spouse compliments on a daily basis. Oh, yeah. It is so much easier to criticize than to give compliments. Yeah. And that is the truth. It is much easier to criticize than to give compliments. So That's you give right. me compliments. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I criticize you. I you. Yeah, you. yeah, you have to work on that. That's why on Saturdays I pray for you. <laughs> now, I, those are nice pants, man. Thank you. I got them in Mexico. I was, I was in Mexico. I, 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 got back, I just got back yesterday. I know you so got back I got back them in yesterday. Mexico. They're nice, right? Mexi Mexican you? pants. How much it cost you? No, not much. I don't spend. I don't spend money on clothes. My you don't father, spend money on clothes. No, I don't. Another thing you don't no, lie. Don't. don't ever lie. No, I don't. I. You know why I don't? Because my father, he has business clothing he, store he in Puerto Rico. That's what I was. I ra I was raised working on a store, and I know how much money is in the in the in this industry. My father used to buy something for five dollars. Used to sell it for fifty dollars. So I know. He was a Lebanese. So I don't spend money at all. Lebanese, well, fifty dollars cheap. He used to, you know what? He would put your father, my God. I will not say that because I don't want the division here and he's, in front of you people. <laughs> Be divided with my wife. But it's important to tell your spouse oh, yeah. to give compliments. Yeah. Hey, if your wife is a little overweight, hey, oh my God! Don't, don't you ever tell your wife she's gaining. It's true. I'm leaving. Listen, don't, guys, listen to me. Don't, even as usual, don't tell her. Because that will be it. She cannot handle the word fat. Well, that's she not is, nice. That's put, it, put her down. So you, you don't say that. Well, maybe that. you're not putting you're, her down. Maybe you, I, he's supposed to say, hey, you're getting some weight. You know, let's do this. No. Doesn't matter, you cannot say that. This is, this is wisdom. We, we have, have to be wise and ask the Lord for wisdom. You Every know what? You know that what is you here that have a problem with that, if you, tell me the truth. If you believe that if your husband will tell you you are fat, that you will get mad. Raise your hand. Of course I get mad. I'll get mad. So you better tell me, hey, let's buy a treadmill or let's walk three times a week uh, to the, every day. Or no, work three times a week. The word fat cannot be registered. Of course not. That's not nice. It cannot be registered. That's not nice. No. So don't say There it. is a problem with women. You know, with men, I'm going to tell you something. He's losing hair. When a man is losing hair, he goes into a tremendous <laughs> complex. Oh, my God. <laughs> a man that you tell him anything, but don't tell him he's bold. When but we have Rodrigo here, our, our camera. He looks really nice. Rodrigo, you look very handsome with no hair. No, look, look. He yeah, does, no. he does. But look at this guy here. He, yeah, yeah, stand up, man, stand up. Oh, boy. That's a nice round head. That's a nice round head. But sometimes not everybody has a round head. That looks good. Oh. You got a head like this that looks like you are from Mars. Oh. <laughs> you know, that's terrible. Or don't tell him that he has a boat head. Don't say a word. Men don't like to be called bold or they do losing weight. That's why they do. I, right now, I got a little, what do you get a little powder and put in here? Yes. I'm putting a little thing because I, got, I always made fun of men that were bold. And now, 
I made fun and I've been now chastised. <laughs> I'm losing some over here. But I'm not going to go into complex. I don't care. You have a, a dollar coin back there. A what? A, a dollar coin. Like a, a, like a dollar coin? Yeah, but a big, about, big yeah. Coin. Yeah. <laughs> I, Well, okay, so Are you point number anything? three, I don't know. try to give your spouse compliments on a daily basis. That yes. is so nice to do that. Tell her pretty things. Yes. You thank you I mean? for your, thank you for the food. Thank you for this. But I tell you You're, pretty things all the time. You do. You do, absolutely. I, I, I said that you do. You give me compliments. Well, you criticize me more than you give me compliments. Why do you do that, mama? Because I push you. No, she so you can do better. You can do more. She is like a coach. <laughs> In the Super Bowl. <laughs> My gosh. No, really. She, I think that she keeps me young because of her Yay! personality. You know, she's... <laughs> do that. Do this. Yeah, so I, I, I don't like it, but I appreciate it. Does that make any sense? I don't like it, but I appreciate it, you know. You see, what we're discussing here, what we're sharing with you... This is what we do. It's from our heart. Yes. And you that are married and you that are singles that wanted to get married... Apply these principles in your life. Because you they will are get very married. important. You will get married. We laugh right now, but it's important. Point number four. Be grateful for what you have. Oh, my God. If yes. you want a bigger house or you want a better car, do not start complaining. Oh, my God, this house is so small. I don't like this house. This house is this. No, no, no. Hey, be grateful for what you have. Yes. And the Lord will bless you. With other things, when we got Be married, what is the one when I we got here? married, we we live in a very small apartment in Sweetwater. Then uh, our first church that was on on 32nd Avenue Southwest and 25th Street. There we rented like a duplex. We rented one three bedroom, so it was uh -huh. better. So we it was rented a, a rented house, but you know what? We were grateful. I kept it clean, very nice. So you know we were thankful. Thankful. Colossians, Colossians 3.15. Be thankful and grateful. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Peace. Yes. When you are grateful, there's peace in your heart. That's right. When you are complaining, there's no peace in your heart. You see, be to which also you are called in one body and be ye thankful. Yes. Be you thankful. Be you grateful. Yes. And there will be peace in your heart. If you complain, there's no peace in your heart. Mm -hmm. God is not. Let me tell you something. Thanksgiving and show how grateful you are will open doors for you. Amen. And yes. when you do not show thanks, thanksgiving to those who have done something for you, that will shut doors for you. That is the way it is. That's the way it is. If somebody does something for you, and you show gratefulness. I am telling you, that person is ready to be there for you anytime. But if that person says, wow, I did this, this, that, he didn't even say thank you. Don't ever go back to that person because that will shut the door totally and immediately. Because it's a law, it's a spiritual law. To be grateful, to be thankful, Amen. opens doors. doors and shut doors if you are not. And, also, and even with God, that's what he's saying. You know, that, okay, so you, you may want a bigger house. You may want a newer car. Whatever it may be, big, nice, and new, 
God doesn't mind. He doesn't care. As a matter of fact, he does care. He wants to give it to you. But he wants to know that you are grateful for what he has given you up to now. So you can say, I thank you, Father, because of my house. I thank you because of my car. It takes me to work, etc., etc. But I want something bigger. You show first that you are thankful. And then you allowed him to realize the desires of your heart. Are you following me? This is key. Give the Lord a hand. This yes. is key. And also, it's very important not to put pressure on your spouse. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, we need to move. This, this place is too small. Yeah. Look at the kids. The kids need a bigger room. You cannot put that pressure on your spouse. The women put pressure on men. Sometimes, yeah, it's true. It's, the true. Guy has it's to mostly have the women because we have counseling for many years. We counsel couples. And we've seen this It's not you. It's all the women. Lot. It's not from this church. Oh, no, there are other churches. Other churches, not here. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's important because women, then the guy doesn't know what to do. He got a job. He got another job. He got part-time, full-time, triple-time, you know, because she wants this, she wants that. Take it easy. Let the Lord be the one that will That's open right. the doors Amen. in how grateful you are with what you got. When you and then you'll see. He will give you the desires of your heart. When you acknowledge that the Lord is your only provider, mm. he will open doors for you. When you're grateful to the Lord, when you're grateful to what he has done for you, you know that he will open doors for you. And he knows when you're ready. And he will do it because he loves you. Yes. The Bible says the Lord wants to give you the desires of your heart. So he will do it. I remember after that house, our first house that we bought, it was a townhouse on 124th Street. Nearby 8th Street and 11 Terrace. By the park. What's the name of the park? Douglas Park? No, 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 no. That was, was the rented house. I'm talking the, the first house that we purchased. Oh, yeah. It was a, a townhouse on 124th Avenue and 11 Terrace. So, you know, we enjoy that house. We really thank oh, the Lord yeah. for that house. We lived there for many years. And then the Lord gave us a better house, a bigger house. Just us, not a, not a twin home. So, you know, just be grateful with what you have, and the Lord will give you more. We'll open and doors we for you. And we are still grateful, and we're expecting bigger things and better things. Don't just, how can I put it? Be grateful, but do not just sink yourself in what you have. you got to have an idea of something better. Vision, okay? dreams. Okay, you got to have a vision. Yes, think of a bigger house. Think of a better car. Think of Door, greater doors will be open for you to show people how you love them, how you are able to minister to people with Jesus Christ. Uh, in other words, always be dreaming. You got to be a dreamer, in other words. You got to be a dreamer because if you dream, I am telling you, some of those dreams are the Holy Spirit drawing in your spirit. Praise God, drawing a, a vision. That are something that God really wants to give you. The Bible says that God gives you the desires of your heart. So he will give you the desires of your heart. Because really he's the one that first places that on your heart. So he places things in your heart for you to believe them. And then he's going to grant them. Wow. Tremendous. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. Praise, Praise God. God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And number five, point number five. What is it? Is this one, we're going to camp a little longer here. Because this one is very important also. Be prompt to forgive. Oh, my God. And to ask for forgiveness. Mm. This is so, so important. Be prompt to forgive. 
you know, not to have uh, bitterness in your heart, not to have those things that are not good. Sometimes this can, could develop into 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 sickness. You have to you have to practice to forgive and to give through mercy, yes. give forgiveness. Amen. And uh, when that is not practice, uh, things are going to develop into destruction. Yes. Uh, sometimes small things that happen, the, uh, the, your spouse is expecting you to come to her. Man is very difficult to ask for forgiveness. Women ask for forgiveness easier. I don't know why. It shouldn't be like that, but it is. Women are easier to come and say, I'm sorry. And uh, sometimes men get stuck in pride, you know? And sometimes we even have to ask for the forgiveness to our children. Sometimes we, we could, in a moment of a rage or whatever, we mistreat our children. Are we going to say, hey, you know, se me fue la mano, you know, it went too much for me. It was too much. I, you know, I should have spanked you once, not twice. Or I shouldn't have said this, that, you know. So they, there is a thing that if we do that, they, we're going to lose respect. No, you're going to gain respect. You're going to gain respect. So be quick in forgiving and asking to be forgiven. That's so important. I don't want to say situation that in the marriage is going to grow. When you don't, if when you don't ask to forgive your partner to forgive you, that is going to be growing and growing and growing, and it's going to go a time that, uh, hey, you know, it's going to be a big interruption in the circulation of the relationship, mm -hmm. you and, uh, and your spouse. And sometimes it's too late. Sometimes it's too late because it, the hearts, they grow cold. And if they grow cold, they freeze. And if they freeze, that's, divorces come. Uh, he, I don't know, I used to love him, but I don't love him anymore. That feeling is gone. And it's because you were not prompt to ask for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And if you are prompt to ask for forgiveness, you push your spouse to be prompt to forgive. And that is, in other words, you are both doing what God's saying. One is forgiving. One is surrendering forgiveness. So as you obey God, there is a blessing in disguise there that will definitely be bestowed upon you. Um, will not allow the marriage, you know, to be to deteriorate. So it's important. That's Forgiveness why is very important. As your relationship goes deeper with the Lord, these things of forgiveness will gonna come more natural. You know, you're gonna be humble, you're gonna be teachable, you're gonna let the Holy Spirit teach you. Yes. So it's, it is important, your relationship with God. So much, so important. You and God alone. There's a, Misty has a song that is, is, is called, You are me alone, God. You are me alone. Yes, you need to be alone with God. And he will give you wisdom. He will give you discernment. He will give you the, the things that you need for every day to work your relationship with your spouse. It's so important for God to be the center of your marriage. So it can endure. Your marriage will endure. So it'll be nice that someday you say, hey, I remember the pastor says it was 37 years of marriage. marriage. Now it's my turn. You know? Yes. And, uh, but sometimes it gets harder and harder 
for people to keep marriage. Uh, because, you see, we do have a, a, an enemy that has a name called Satan. That's right. And, the, and the, the, of course, the kingdom of darkness. And their aim is destruction of the church. The, we are called to be fruitful and to advance by God. That's how, we, whatever he told Adam, just read Genesis. Whatever he told Adam is what you now have because Adam lost it. But Jesus Christ recovered what Adam lost. So whatever he told Adam now is activated in you. The enemy doesn't want you to be fruitful. And as you advance, that's why with this year we call it, this is a year to break through, break through. and advance. Because we are called to advance. Are you listening to me? We are, you are called to advance. Say, I'm called to advance. And sometimes we got to break certain things that are tying us down that will not allow us to, to, to continue our, our process of advancing. So uh, we, we got to be ready, realizing that, uh, and this is everybody. Kids, you got to study. You got to go to school. You got to push. You got to advance wherever God has placed you. Because if you don't advance where you're at now, when you come to higher levels of things in life, you will not advance either. Because God has given you small things for you to practice. And prepare yourself for what is coming. But if whatever comes, you are not prepared, you'll see. You're going to have a hard times. And sometimes you got an F in the first portion. You're going to get an F in the second portion. You've got to realize you were born to be fruitful and to advance. So you got to get ready, praise the Lord, to forgive, to love, and to work in your marriage. Don't allow, well, don't allow uh, pride. You got to be humble. Humble is so, humility is extremely important. And we got to work. Everybody's got to work on that. Yes. Humility allows you to be, well, first of all, to be teachable. A humble person is teachable, can be taught, can receive. Whenever you see these guys and women, people, that say, well, I know that. I know that. I always know that. They don't know nothing. <laughs> they don't know nothing. Maybe they know it as information. But because you have something as information doesn't mean you have revelation. And it's revelation what you need in order to apply. Amen. I mean, yeah, there's people that know the Bible from front to cover. Yeah, to cover to cover. But, but listen, they don't apply it because it's just information. You got to be humble to receive and allow God to show certain things because you are called to advance and be fruitful. And this is a year. This is going to be, this is a tough year, people. This is going to be a bad year for many, but not supposed to be a bad year for you. You have promises of victory. All right? But with God, but all things are possible. That, that is the key. With God, things are not going to be easier, but they will be possible. Amen. And with God, you will always win. Yes. Now, because you're a Christian. Well, I'm already a Christian. You're, you're going to be attacked. The things that now being a Christian and different than before is that we have the same problem, but then I lost. Now I'm going to win. But you have to stand firm. You got to stand firm. Trusting in the Lord that he will open doors for you, that he will make a way where there seems to be no way. God will make a way for you. Praise your Lord but Jesus. But you have to stand firm. 
trusting in the Lord, believing and trusting His promises.